in this process, it's not, oh, you're tapping into this or that. You're tapping into source or you're unconscious. It's always and, 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 and. And then there's an and that's beyond, that, we, that there aren't even words for. You are listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. On today's episode of The Powerful Creator Show, I speak with art medicine woman Aviva Gold. Aviva is the author and creator of Painting from the Source, Awakening the Artist's Soul in Everyone. You can take her live workshops worldwide and in her beautiful Oracle Arizona studio. This is an interview that you will not want to miss from this wise, amazing creative soul. Yay. Well, Aviva, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate your time and being here. So you are, um, you describe yourself as a art medicine woman, which I love that description of you. And so before we start with the interview and getting to know you and all about your philosophies, when I say powerful creator, what does that mean to you? Powerful creator in a human body. Okay. Not the source. Um, well, as someone who has the charisma and energy to, um, make things happen now, of course we know people can do that for, um, you know, for tar- you know, things to, that hurt people and things that are good for people. But I, of course, think of a powerful creator as someone who, who makes good things happen. Mm, I love that. And you mentioned your, you mentioned the source right away, which that is the title of your book, which I have right here in front of me, Painting from the Source, which I love this book. I was just looking through it to freshen up for our session. And I realized that I practically have the whole book underlined. <laughs> I want to say just one other thing about a powerful creator. Sure, of course. Um, since you, you know, brought up, you know, the source, which I did also. Um, for me, it's also someone that works in unison with this universal energy that has many names, but I'm calling the source. Right. Someone who um, has faith in in this energy that started the universe in motion and that believes that it, it's here basically for support and the good of, of creating life and who um, uh, works in unison with it. Uh, to me, that's a powerful creator. Mm, I love that. Can you expand or will you expand more on your definition of source and what this source is? And when you say painting from the source, what that means? Um, Well, as I I said briefly, I mean, I wrote a whole book about it. Yeah. So just briefly touching on it. Yes. Well, I just mentioned the universe, the the energy that started the whole universe in motion, um, what was before, what will be after the divine cosmos wild mysterious energy that's the quick definition your quick definition so in terms of um creating Mm -hmm. and that could be creating a painting or a or a movie or or a podcast or a, a dance or theater piece or architecture or cooking, (laughs) 
um, it's um, tapping into that source in the creative process, as well as, you know, technical skills that we learn and very practical, you know, kinds of, you know, straight energy, you know, in our culture uh, and in our civilization, we've forgotten about the source. And so one of my goals is to bring it back in. We've forgotten about that part of creativity that is um, organic, mysterious, um, unplanned, synchronistic. And um, so I purposely emphasize that part in, in the work I do with people and to try to bring them back to that really beginning energy. Mm. And of course, you know, everything we've learned and, you know, all the logical stuff comes into play too at some point. So it's like a dance between both sides of the brain, you know. Absolutely. And I've had the benefit of actually taking one of your workshops and it was a completely magical experience. But for those people who are listening who haven't taken your workshop, can you tell us how you go about facilitating and guiding people to get in touch with that source and painting from the source and what that means and how you do that? Um, Okay. Well, one of the ways I do it is, is I really have faith that we're all designed, we're all come into this world with the ability to tap into this energy, to kind of channel it. And um, so in a way, I don't do much. Um, but, but you know what? I think not doing a lot, doing very little, is actually a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, everything is very paradoxical in this method. I create a space. Um, I put out kindergarten paints and paper. Um, and um, I, I create safety. And I create sacredness. Lighting a candle, saying a little, bringing in your muse or the forces or whatever. And um, mainly, it's letting people uh, paint. Now, it's really important that it be at least a weekend. You can make some progress in a day, but there's something about being in a small group or a big group, having a tribe, and having time and a couple of nights sleep uh, to dream and to process what happened on the paper with the paint that day, and then it, it keeps evolving. So those are the ingredients, the paint, the paper, the willing people, making it safe, telling people anything you paint here or anything you share here about your personal life will stay here. Everybody agrees to that. Um, So creating that safety and then bringing in a sense of sacredness, no matter, it's not a religious thing, just a, it's kind of like very basic, like all our deep, deep ancestors, you know, have a little fire, we light a candle, we, we, you know, ask the, the earth uh, to support us in the heavens and whatever, whatever you believe in. We have an altar. Everybody brings their favorite little rocks and stones and pictures. And um, we turn off our, our, uh, our smartphones for the weekend. 
you know, and, and, and it's really good if you do the workshop in a place that's relatively close to nature, which I have this place here up in Oracle. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's part of it. And of course, healthy, good food, simple food. Yeah. So your, your whole approach is so not just about painting. It's very much, um, very holistic. Like, like you said, being in touch with the earth, being in a tribe of people, being in a space where you're eating healthy foods and you're supported Mm -hmm. and unplugging. And, um, you know, I felt one of the things that you are so good at is you're such a powerful permission giver and you're so good at, um, setting boundaries, not only for yourself, but also giving permission for other people to set boundaries also in that kind of a space. And so when it comes to boundaries and those kinds of things, how do you feel that that factors in with the painting process? Oh, right. Thank you. I forgot to say that because, you know, that's a big question. I'm doing a seven-day training in Iceland, a teacher training uh, this August. And so we're spending seven days and then before that, weeks getting people ready to tell them how you create what I create for people. So it's a, it's a big thing, but um, this, there are guidelines, like a very important one is not to make any comments about anyone else's painting. And, um, you know, suggesting that people, if they're beginning to feel uncomfortable and they want to go to sleep, you know, they're dozing off or they're, um, getting hungry for, you know, sweets or, or wanting to check their cell phone, uh, that they paint for uh, 10 minutes fast before they do that. Just because sometimes those urges um, just want to keep you away from going deeper and touching something that could be uh, really important for you. And maybe a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable is not necessarily anger or fear. It's also uh, ecstasy. For many of us, that's a little scary too. Absolutely. And one of your things that you say is nothing is too awful to paint and don't be afraid of what arises and what shows up on your paintings. Exactly. Yeah. What do I say? What you think is your destroyer is actually your redeemer. So, you know, all the years, I, I call myself an art medicine woman, but I've had the fortunate um, experiences of being having so much, so many great teachers and um, studying so many techniques and reading so many good books um, about um, turning things around. What you think is, you, you know, your monster in your painting is actually your redeemer. So we bring in, you know, dialoguing with the painting, having talks with it, letting it talk to you, and 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 lots of nonverbal body movement and be letting the painting come through you and making its movements and sounds, which not everybody wants to do right away because we've been trained not to want to do that. But you know, well, the kindergarten kids, they are ready to do it. <laughs> but, but another good way for people to see this process is it's like, um, and how I do it. It's like, this is very natural. Everybody knows how to do it. Like you know how to um, give birth to a baby. Your body has been designed to do it. And, um, or to be, you know, to be sexual and um, all of that. And how to digest food. I mean, your body knows how to do it. Right. So it's more like the, that us who, who 
lead the facilitate. It's more like midwifery where it's not like obstetrics where it's more if there's something that goes wrong in the birth, you need that the the expert to you know help the baby out in other ways or maybe do a cesarean section. It's more like midwifery. So um, just being there, you know, reminding people, don't forget to breathe and telling them when it's time to push and, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. reminding people <laughs> that they know how to do it, not to be afraid. I and love that. That's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful analogy of what, what the process is that you do. And it does feel like birthing when you go through the process because it does start out unsure and you're unsure of the people around you and you're unsure of the environment and you're unsure about really letting go. But as time goes on with your encouragement and your guidance, it does, it really helps you to get in touch with that um, natural ability. I love that you describe it that way. And I would love if you can to expand a little bit more on what you mean by that. Okay. So not only is the, uh, the, the person, the human being, in the, in the room um, with the other people starting to paint, going through this amazing process of the unknown. And, um, and well, at first it's very exuberant and, uh, you know, oh, I can paint this and this and that. Um, there's another part of the process that's really important that you stay in the same painting for the whole weekend. When I do it for five days, the whole five days. Um, so it's it's more about the process than having a uh, product, you know, than focusing on a goal. The journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. Although the outcome sometimes is extraordinary when you don't care about the outcome, when you paint as if you're going to burn it. So um, there's uh, there's that. Then. Of course, with, the, with the, what goes on inside of the person who's painting, then you hit a, a wall, which is the incubation period where you go into the unknown. You're in the same painting, so you can't keep grabbing a new paper. You can do layers because this is supposed to paint. It dries fast and, and it's paper, so you can keep adding on papers if the painting wants to grow. But still, everyone comes to a place in the process called the incubation period, the unknown. This is like life. We have these times in life that are sometimes scary. Um, things, everything's turning into mud. It looks like a disaster. Or, or a, a creature or something happens in the painting that you hate. Or something happens that you love and you want to save it and you don't want to keep painting in it. Um, and then... Once, and that's the time like in the actual giving birth to a baby without any medication, um, there's a stage when, when that's a little scary. And it's very uh, shortly before the baby begins to emerge. So then you go, you know, then you stay with it and with the support of the group and me, and then amazing things happen. Um, now, there's also the empty paper, this white empty paper that can feel very intimidating. And um, well, these colors, these pots of colors and brushes or hands. And so you have the raw materials. This is like alchemy, turning lead into gold. Um, 
what happens is it's almost as if the first brush stroke or the first dipping the finger into the paint and making a mark is like the conception in birth. Oh, that's lovely. Like when the sperm meet the egg, you know? Mm -hmm. And then this magical dialogue starts happening. If you stay with it, yeah. And it tells you, okay, add this here. And then every time something new gets added, then you respond to it, what gets added. So there actually is another energy, a source of energy in the paper, in the paint, in the process of the painting forming, turning upside down, turning this way, that way, getting painted over, new things happening. And uh, just, and then, oh, I can't stand painting in this anymore. I'll do a little something on another paper. And then you look and you see, oh, that other paper goes here in the original painting. Oh, okay. Then you cut and you paste and blah, blah, And it just keeps forming as a mirror for the actual preg the, the pregnancy. Also as a mirror for the first speck of DNA in a tidal pool, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Mm. You know, if you speed up evolution, it's the source and you're tapping into it. And that's why it's such a primal shamanistic process and just showing up to do it and to allow your body to be used um, for creation is a healing experience. And then of course, at a certain point, the paintings really take on their own life. And it's not just pretend, they really have their own integrity so that it's much more than the sum of the materials. It's like the, um, uh, in alchemy, the lead turning into gold, to having just these raw materials, putting them together with the human soul painting it, and then being witnessed by your tribe mates, give it life, a real life, where actually when it starts speaking to you, you are in tears, you are amazed at the wisdom that it's telling you and the place it's telling you it's coming from. You know? That is one of the things that I found really the most remarkable about your teaching and your methodology and your philosophy and your, the way that you help people um, to facilitate this process. And like you said, it's not something that just some people have. It's as natural as breathing and digesting food and it's getting back in touch with that. And, um, I think it's really interesting that, about your philosophy that you don't really think necessarily that they're images from your subconscious. Ah, you know, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up. They are, part of it is images from your subconscious. Part of it is coming from what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious, archetypical images images that are symbols that have gone out, you know, gone on since the beginning uh, that we started walking on two legs. Who knows what apes think and do <laughs> anyway, but our great ancestors. But um, yeah, there is a, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. You're, uh, go back. About yeah. the, uh, the archetypal images. You're oh, yeah. About. So the, the, it, there, since the beginning of time and storytelling, 
there is the great mother, the queen, the king, the, the fool, these archetypes that are really strong images, the wild woman, like the painting behind me. Yes. Um, she taps into an archetype that sometimes comes out as Kali, sometimes it comes out as Inanna, sometimes it comes out as um, uh, who was supposedly in the pre-Bible, Adam's first wife, the, the dark one. Oh gosh, I forgot her name, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'll think of it. Yeah. So that's, it, it, these are archetypes. So yeah, so you tap into the collective unconscious. Um, you also, yes, of course, tapped into something beyond that's completely mysterious. And that, and some of your own um, guides, maybe people, important people um, in your life that are on the other side that are with you, that are guiding you. Um, the word muse is very old, you know, that we have a muse. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, you know, your guide, your muse, whoever. Sometimes people actually paint their muse and they discover it later. That's the first painting and then it goes on and on. So it's never or. In this process, it's not, oh, you're tapping into this or that. You're tapping into source or your unconscious. It's always and, 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 and. And then there's an and that's beyond that we that there aren't even words for. And when you get to that place, when you know that there's something going on that there aren't even words for, and it's just a great mystery, you're kind of there. You're kind of having that realization, which some people go to Peru to take ayahuasca to learn. Right, right. And so you definitely, you know, because there are these, these medicines and, and, and sometimes they bring the herbs here to this country and people sit in circle and, and take them or LSD even because the painting process brings you when it's done this way um, can bring you into that same alternate consciousness where you really start tapping into things and you're in a semi-dream state, like a dream state when you're awake. At a certain point, it kicks in. You know, the painting medicine kicks in. That's why I call myself an art medicine woman. Right. I like would I, have to agree with you because, I mean, experiencing it firsthand and knowing what that felt like and how um, that process of that weekend and the painting that I painting painted is so huge. I wanted to hang it up behind me, but it's too big to even fit on my wall because I kept adding papers and it's still not done. I honestly need to go back and revisit it, but it did, it shifted something inside of me in how I looked not only at myself, but in also how the universe is trying to communicate with me. Well, and I think that that's what you're talking about with this experience that everybody has and, and channeling these archetypes that have a message for you. So can you talk, like, let's talk a little bit about your wild woman that you have behind you because the story behind that is really powerful. And maybe you could even share a photo that we, for people who are just listening and can't see, um, maybe you could send me a photo of it so that we can see it. And maybe you could share a little bit of this process and what you mean by this, by this archetype that you're talking about. Okay. So, um, oh my God. All right. Um, so I didn't know as a child, as a child, I was not um, happy. I, I, I grew up 
Well, you know, I can't say I grew up in the wrong place. I grew up in the exact right place with the exact right parents, which many of us, you know, which seemed like a disaster to me most of my early life. But then when I started realizing it was my teacher, you know, that's what I mean by what you think is your, mm-hmm. your monster is really your redeemer. It's your soul work. Um, but I, um, I was really a pretty wild child, so I didn't really fit in with the, um, the pretty, well, I wouldn't say I grew up in an Orthodox home. I grew up in a home, an Orthodox Jewish home. I grew up in a home uh, with my grandmother. Um, and my parents and family, and she kept a pretty strict orthodox home. But um, I was always a wild. I was always looking for, you know, who were my right parents that really I really belonged to, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I didn't fit in in school. I was dyslexic, and I was always in the back of the room drawing and going to school late. And, and, uh, and um, I have the, the misfortune or fortune, you know, it's hard to say, um, of um, having sort of a mismatch between my mother and I. I wasn't the daughter that she hoped for. Uh, my brother was the child she hoped for. So, um, but what, what started happening when I started painting like this is... Um, just these paintings started coming through, completely not planned, of um, the wild woman, almost of um, a god that looks like me, you know, instead of, because I always felt hurt that, you know, in the traditions I grew up with, God was pictured as a male figure. And um, it, 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 it didn't feel right to me. So... At, at some point, so this started on one small piece of paper, this painting you see behind me. Um, and it was the paper where the face is. And the paper's about um, uh, eight, 18 by 24 inches. And I started out, and this was many, many years ago, just, you know, dipping my brush into whatever color was the least likely. So kind of like dowsing, you know, and so it went into brown, I didn't know why, and then I just did a line, a circle and a line, and then, so there starts the, the dialogue, and then it told me uh, um, I want to be a face, so I painted a face, but it was a pretty big face, then it told me I want my whole body, which these paintings usually want their whole body, <laughs> at least the first time that they're shown in the world, you know, cause you're letting them come through. Yes. So I tried to bargain with her. Can I make you sitting? Can I make your arms down by your side? You know, but there was no, uh, she wouldn't have it. And I knew I had to go willingly or be dragged. I knew it would look pretty. I could get sick if I didn't follow what she wanted by this time in my life already. I think I was in my early forties when I started her. So it took a while. I didn't finish it in one workshop. I was teaching um, because I paint in the same workshop usually while the other people are painting, while my uh, participants are painting. So it took a while. And then, um, uh, you know, she grew and grew. And 
I would unroll her, un unroll her on the floor because the walls got too big where I was painting and just do pieces or parts. Um, and then eventually she was ready to, and she was complete. And it really was very empowering in my life. But the, 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 the way I teach is, even though I have all these degrees in, as a psychoanalyst and an analyst and a Jungian and a Gestalt and, you know, and how we survived in, with our brilliant minds interpreting things and analyzing and blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a level of this that you don't have to understand or interpret or anything um, that uses that part of your brain, just doing it and letting it speak to you and letting it be present and making her sounds or its sounds, mm. making its movements, letting it dance through you. You are giving it life. You're giving it expression, expression, expression. Mm -hmm. The more that we do this in, in our culture, they do it naturally in other cultures, the, the more healing there's going to be for all the stuff that's going on in, in the world and pollution and politics and everything that we're, um, that makes us so sad you know, wars and this and that, the more that we open ourselves up to expression. My um, media is paint. Many people are doing it with music and clay and poetry and theater. I like to combine it. I've occasionally combined it with dance and, um, you know, and people just spontaneously start dancing who have never danced before, making weird sounds they've never heard before. So, you know, as we open up, we, it's very healing as we try on these new things. And then our behavior changes. And then we bring more things to our own community. And so I'm one of many people, mm. um, what do you call them, um, uh, powerful creators. Powerful creators. Yes. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. Doing it. And I think it's so great what you're doing in giving us a, a platform for, for our voice to wake things up in other people who have this, you know. Well, thank you. I, I feel like it's so important for people like you and people I'm talking to that are doing things to, that they're living as powerful creators. And, not, and part of being a powerful creator is empowering others to remember that they're powerful creators too. And just like you said, it's so much it's, it's, it's like breathing. It's like giving birth. It's yeah. just, it's, it's in you. It's who you are. Exactly. And, um, for people who don't know that painting behind you is just humongous. <laughs> I think you could, could sort of tell it goes from, well, I had to raise the ceiling when I bought this house two years ago, I paid a contractor to raise the ceiling. <laughs> to fit her in there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that how big is that painting? Just so people have an idea, because it's hard to tell with you sitting. But oh, uh, it's it, you know what? I think it might be like nine feet, something like that. Yeah, she's nine giant, feet. and when you stand in front of her, it's very um, awe-inspiring. Just the size of her. She she reminds me of like the um, the old Amazon woman. You know that they would talked about the giant Amazonian power. Right. Woman. That's exactly. Well, right, I bigger know. than life. Yeah, yeah, bigger than life, exactly. And you're right. bigger than life. And I thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. I just love you. And I can't wait to come down and do another 
workshop. So when can you- I'm doing one, you have to bring your painting to finish it the weekend of December 2nd. Right. Is so. it December 2nd or, the, or later? In the- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. It's the weekend of December 14th. Okay. But if you, should we give people our web, my website? Yes, I want everybody to know where they can find you. Absolutely. Okay. So it's um, www.paintingfromthesource.com. And they can find your workshops there. And you mentioned that you're doing a facilitator training this summer. Yes, in Iceland of all places. And how many people are you able to take into that? Uh, well, for that, I can only take 10. And, um, and I have two spaces left. Believe it or not, it's next August because I can only take 10. Wow. You, okay. My trainings were one year long, and now I've got it down to seven days. So therefore, it's less people. But you have to come to a workshop first and mm-hmm. then have an interview with me and fill out an application. And I don't take everybody that wants to do it. So it's got to be, you know, someone who um, I have the feeling would be the right person and, you know, and that we, right. Wonderful. Uh, Yeah. And then in Arizona, I have a non-for-profit that I want to develop into a a retreat center here. Uh, So if anybody's interested in being part of that, it's called Creative Passage. Okay. What's that about? Um, And it's, uh, and the website is creativepassage.org. Okay. That's something that I, um, I and two other wonderful um, co-creators um, thought up. Um, and now it's all in, it's been given to me solely, but I, we need a board of directors. We have a great place here in Oracle to do it. So Creative Passage is about using, focusing on using creative modalities to connect people with the needs of the planet. Um, So, you know, workshops that have some kind of creative process, whether it's filmmaking or painting or clay or theater or dancing, singing, or or combinations of that. And also a place of, um, for research, kind of like a foundation Mm. um, to find ways to um, wake up the, in more people the needs of the planet um, and, and, and uh, connect people more with, with nature and the, and the amazingness of nature, the source in nature. It's kind of like a non, totally non-religion mystical thing with the source, you know, just a place to come. Sounds you know? amazing. Yeah. And, uh, what was that website again? Permaculture and all the, the good stuff that's going on. Oh, wonderful. To transform the planet in good ways. Open, a place to open up people's hearts. Right. Mm. And you said it was creative. Without the, you know, another way of doing that without substances like LSD or um, some of these wonderful herbs that mm. people have traditionally used. Yeah, because as you've mentioned, just with painting, that you can tap into that naturally. And I think that with other um, modalities of creativity, you're right. You step into that state of flow and what, what that mystery is and stepping into that mystery right. is right. possible. So you said that was Creative Passages? Creative Passage. Creative Passage. Okay. Right. Arts to re-enchant people and planet. And if anybody out there has a background in, in managing a facility 
you know, a, a retreat center or, you know, or that kind of thing, um, fundraising, um, tell them to call me. Let's tell them <laughs> to call me. The, and we have this incredible place here that's been operating um, in Oracle for 25 years. And the man that owns it and who's been doing it is, uh, he really seems to be open to collaborate and ready to, um, you know, lease it or sell it. Or, but but he, I think he needs to be part of it mm. because he knows he put in every pipe and every electrical wire. And, oh, wow. and it's got a wonderful energy and it's just gorgeous. It, can, it has a swimming pool. It has a massage room. It can sleep 150 people. Great food. It's, the views are, oh, my God. It's, it's really a, an amazing place. It feels like it was made like the synchronicity of why I moved here, even finding this place. So, you know, I'm, I'm not good at the money stuff. So we need those kind of people, you know, uh, so. Well, we've, now we've put the call out. So anybody is out there. Thank you. Thank you for asking <laughs> that. So that the person who has that particular zone of genius and feels called to call you, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and if we could even live there. I mean, that's a possibility. Oh, that sounds amazing. Together. Right. Sounds great. And dance and paint together. Right? Sounds like heaven on earth. <laughs> I know, it does to me too. It does. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Of course, Aviva. Thank you so much for being here and for your time. I deeply appreciate it and the work you're doing in the world. And okay. I will see you soon for sure. Great. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. I will talk to you later. Very good. Bye. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show. If you like what you've heard, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to thepowerfulcreatorshow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. I hope you have a powerfully creative day. Oh,